episode is brought to you ad-free thanks to all of our wonderful patrons. You can get tons of exclusive content and help us keep the show going by joining at patreon.com slash shonenflop. And welcome to this episode of Shonen Jump, where we talk about manga and Shonen Jump that uh, didn't make David, I believe this manga, I believe this- I know I fucked up. Not called Shonen Jump. I know, I already stopped. <laughs> all right, this, our podcast is called Shonen Flop. And I'm David. And I'm Jordan. And next week, we'll be covering Amalgam of Distortion. If you'd like to read along with us, be sure to join the discussion in our Discord and submit your sixth summary. You can find a link to the Discord in our episode description and on our website, shonenflop.com. But this week, we are talking about... What's the name of the series, Jordan? It is... David, I want to hear you try and pronounce it. Harrisburg and Mirror World. And we are joined yeah. today by the lovely Bess. <laughs> Bess, thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. And uh, just so the listener knows, this is Harisagawa in Mirror World. Yeah, I can't believe they renamed that city. Yeah, it's really fucking weird. Bess, do you mind telling the audience a little bit about yourself? Hey, I'm Bess. I make videos about anime and visual novels on YouTube, in theory. I haven't uploaded in a year, but hey, you can find me at Bess on YouTube. So Bess, maybe you could help me out here. What is anime? Oh god, how long do you have? We have an hour and ten minutes for our recording timeline. Yeah. Um? Bess is just like a mistake. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's not yeah. what Miyazaki said. I'm pretty sure that was a joke about Miyazaki. Yeah, I don't think he actually said that, but yes. But he's, he was right. He was right in that meme, yes. <laughs> uh, but why don't we explain what this Harrisburg, Pennsylvania manga is about? <laughs> Sounds good. So let's get into the manga details. Take it away, Jordan. This title literally translates to Harisagawa of the Land Slash Country of the Mirror. The author is Yasuhiro Kano. They were an assistant for Ryu Fujisaki of Hoshin Angle Sakura Tetsu Taiwan. Hey, oh, I know that manga, David. <laughs> I know that manga. This was on the uh, one shot Digitalian as they were close friends with uh, Muninori Michimoto. Sure. Notable people they had as assistants. Tetsuya Endo of Spy Family and, oh, David, Tista. I know, right? <laughs> Which we covered. Oh, yes. Tista, Tista. This was on their manga, Pretty Face. They also had Kami Akaji of Meister, who was on Pretty Face. And Gege Akutami of a little manga called Jujutsu Kaisen. Hey. Hell yeah. Bess, are you a fan of either Jujutsu Kaisen or Spy Family? I'm not, but I mean, yeah, interesting. Yeah, you've at least heard of these manga. Maybe. <laughs> Maybe, perhaps. Oh, <laughs> being a little coy about it, I see. Let's see, this author's other works include three one-shot collections called Black City, Tokyo Ants, and Snow in the Dark, which I feel like is a pun, but I don't know on what. <laughs> it's one of those things where it's like, I'm sure it seems very clever if you don't speak English. Yeah, that's true. Let's see, the other things that uh, he worked on were Pretty Face, 2002 to 2006, six volumes. A little manga called M.O. or M.X.O. Maybe that's a zero. Which, fun fact, is one of the reasons why this podcast exists. Yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah, David, you want to tell him a little bit about uh, what I mean by what I just said? Yeah, so M.O. was really one of the first series I read that I really enjoyed that got canceled. Like, I read it as it was running, and it was just a really great read, and I really hope it didn't age poorly because I read it when I was, like, 14. So it's been one of our goals is to one day cover the series, but since it's way too long to do a normal episode on it, it's been our long-term Patreon goal where if we ever hit that $500 a month Patreon goal, we will cover this fantastic series all about a boy wizard who has no magic powers. Yeah, it's basically Mashal before Mashal, if I uh, understand correctly. With less punching people. With less gains, I would say. <laughs> 
Yeah, that's, this ran for 10 volumes, uh, which is why it's too long. And so, listener, if you want to make David's dreams come true, please contribute to our Patreon. I mean, my dreams come true every day that I'm making an episode of Shonen Flop with you and our wonderful guests. Aww. Let's see. The other series were Kiss Death. That is, of course, Kiss X Death. And that is not the bad guy in Final Fantasy V. That's for three people. Ran from 2014, 2018, seven volumes. And uh, Kidudu Kill Me, which started started in 2020 and is still going for five volumes in Jump Plus. All right. Hey, okay. This author seems to have a lot of series that are like mid successes, you know, like, yeah, they're not wildly successful. I don't know if he's gotten an anime adaptation. No, I don't think he has. But I don't think you can also say that he's just like got nothing. Like all of the series we have here are, with the exception of the one that we're covering today, too long to do an episode on. Mm -hmm. And his most recent series has been going for three years. It has, however, been on hiatus since 2022. But still, you know, it seems like this guy kind of ends series of his own volition. Yeah, because this one, as we'll get into, it ended just because he was like, I don't have any ideas. I'm done with yeah. this series, which isn't the first time we've seen this. I honestly kind of respect that. But anyway, this series ran from July 11th, 2011 to February 13th, 2012. It replaced Sengoku Armors by Shota Sakaki, which was apparently a flop. The series it replaced was little manga called Haikyuu, <laughs> which, as I can tell you, uh, for someone who just came back from Otakon and saw a shitload of Haikyuu cosplayers, was a pretty big hit. <laughs> Bessa, I take it you're a fan of the series. Yeah, I am, actually. And Jordan and I actually did a mini episode where we reviewed, I think, like the first volume of it. Yeah, it's pretty good. Yeah. So this series died so Haikyuu <laughs> could live. And I think that's a worthy sacrifice. The best thing about it. <laughs> oh, God. Boom. We'll get into that later on. Oh, yeah. So the series in the same round of it was Stanners. I don't know. It's capital S-T ampersand R-S. Probably stars. By Ryosuke Takeuchi and Masaru Miyokawa, which we're apparently covering pretty soon, David. Yeah, we're going to be covering that real soon. This Harrisburg, Pennsylvania series ran for 29 chapters over three volumes. And why don't we get into this frustrating plot? That's a good way of putting it. Mm -hmm. After saving Satomi from getting hit by a car when they were kids, Haritsugawa fell in love with her. But, oh no, David. He's stuck in the friend zone! Ooh. Oh no! One day, however, Satomi buys an old mirror from a thrift shop and almost gets hit by a car again. I just love how this trope kept happening. <laughs> like, the second time he's had to save her from getting hit by a car. God, like, it's like you can't think of another way for her to almost die. That's actually in Japan. That's actually the only way people can die is by getting hit by a car. And because of isekais, that's why the life expectancy is so high in Japan. He kind of did get isekai'd in, in sort of a technical way. But yeah, Harutsugawa jumps in front to save her again. This time, though, he gets trapped in the mirror. There, he meets this really fucked up looking guy who tells him that he can only let one person know about this or else he'll be trapped forever, which will definitely be a consistent thing throughout this manga. <laughs> And then he, he subtly disappears. He's able to see through the mirror as well as every mirror in the immediate vicinity, which leads to him seeing a lot of panty shots 
from high school girls. <laughs> After revealing himself to Satomi and seeing a bunch of panty shots, they discover that by touching each other through the mirror, they can switch places for an hour before Harisagawa comes back. The next day, he rushes home, tells his family he's leaving for school, going on a trip, and most importantly, cleans up all his porn. For some reason, he has a mirror on his collar, and Satomi is able to see him hold up a picture while saying, this is my crush to nobody. <laughs> <laughs> How convenient, right? Yeah, and she sees that it has her friend Saki on it and just doesn't see that she is also in the picture. So Tomi and Harisagawa track down the original owner of the mirror, an old goth fortune teller who looks like my girlfriend's mom, Popcorn David. She says it's called the love mirror, and the only way to escape it is for two people to say they love each other and mean it, or else they'll be trapped forever. Oh! Just like making a podcast. Yeah. But Harrisburg hears them say that they only get one shot at this or else they're fucked. After seeing more panty shots and switching places with Satomi when she's in a changing room by accident, Harrisburg saves Saki from some creepy dudes, and she starts crushing on him. Flash forward to a hiking trip, and after he sees a bunch of naked girls in the <laughs> mandatory hot spring chapter, Saki sprains her ankle, and Harrisburg carries her to the bus when she confesses her love to him. She knows he loves Satomi, though, and is willing to help him get with her despite her feelings. Oh no, though, Saki accidentally touches the mirror and switches with Harrisburg. No! Apparently, the guy lied earlier when he said only one person can know. Whatever. Satomi is unable to switch with him for one page, which is weird, but never happens again. They go back to the old golf lady who tells him that now he needs to fall in love with both of them, because apparently Whoa. this was propaganda for polygamy. <laughs> polyamory david let's be nice it's only polygamy if you get legally married a tale as old as time harrisburg soon realizes that actually you know what he does love saki after all he tells her and then suddenly something happens and saki forgets that she loves him but now there's no time limit on him leaving the mirror that's nice it is nice popcorn best Satomi then discovers that she's moving to America joke, only her mum and dad are moving, so she's got the whole place to herself, wink wink. <laughs> Saki comes over to switch places with Harisugawa for the day and watches a 24-hour TV marathon so Satomi and Harisugawa can spend the day together. I don't know, some stuff happens and Harisugawa probably sees more panties and naked girls. Satomi finally sees the full photograph from earlier and realises she's in it, while her friends just tell her outright that Harisugawa loves her. Convenient. Yeah. Finally, she says that she loves Harisugawa, he says he loves her too, and he's free, but she forgets that she said that. The next day, Harisugawa goes to school again, fights off her suitors, and tells Satomi he loves her again, because the whole scenario gave him some big dick energy. <laughs> <laughs> then there's a beach chapter where we see the girls in revealing bikinis and sexual poses again, because that's how you end a manga. Thank God, God that was there. What would, what, what would we have done without that final chapter? I assure you, editor, this beach chapter is essential. I do love how the beach chapter ends with the author saying, I, by the way, uh, I hope you like this chapter because I'm never touching the series <laughs> again. This is done. Which is good because he should probably be ashamed that he made this. You really see how um, <laughs> the Sakura Tetsu Taiwan guy <laughs> worked under this guy. Yeah. Best, if you don't know, Sakura Tetsu Taiwan is a manga that basically ends with the author having a character that breaks the fourth wall and telling the main character, hey man, I'm so sorry. I thought this series was going to be better than it is. Sorry, dude. I thought you were a better protagonist <laughs> than this. My yeah. bad. Like, it was great. I love that. And then, uh, speaking of characters, let's dive in and talk about these. So, Best, would you like to tell us about the main character? I can try. <laughs> I know there's not much to go for it. <laughs> Ahadisugawa Tetsu is the main character. That's mm. the gist of it. He's a nice guy. He saved Satomi. He saved her again. 
He's such a nice guy. Always trapped in that goddamn friend zone, I mean, David. in his defense, you do gain a lot of nice guy equity in that you've literally almost died saving someone's life. Twice. That is fair. He is actually like a pretty good guy. It's it's one of those situations where it's like he's not a pervert, but it's like it's, the manga is written so that he winds up in a lot of uh, situations where he just he just sees naked girls all the time. But it's not his fault. Oh, no. Oh, no. I guess I see some <laughs> nude girls again. Oh, no. Listen, this came out in 2012. You couldn't just see naked pictures of women on the Internet. Yeah, that's true. We had to do the thing where we draw naked girls and then just not give them nipples. That was really weird. He just like gave up of having an excuse why their nipples didn't show. He just was like, I'm just not drawing their nipples. Such a classic 90s anime move. And again, this came out in 2012. Yeah. Really much else to say about him. He's really terrified of telling Satomi that he loves her, which is unbelievably annoying and frustrating. Yeah. I don't know. As you guys are saying, there's just really nothing to him. Nothing really interesting. He likes porn a lot. I don't know what the hell I could even say. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, none of these characters really have any real character definition outside of what's required for the plot, which is not something we have shied away from in the past in terms of bad manga. No. I think the next character, Satomi, though, Jordan, if you want to talk about her, I think she arguably has a little bit more depth than Harrisburg. I mean, you're talking about like a swimming pool versus a road, David. Yeah. Isn't the unit of measurement in America so crazy that it's roads versus swimming pools is unit of measurements, best? Interesting. Interesting. Yeah. None of that metric shit. We didn't have metrics. We have swimming pools. That's actually like uh, how many kilometers are in an ounce. I have no idea. Uh, Yes. In ounce. Anyway, so this is Satomi. She's the hottest girl in school. And like all the guys have crushes on her. And I guess, you know, what? I guess Harrisburg's big uh, defining feature is just that he helps Satomi deal with all her suitors. And that's kind of it. like he stops a bunch of guys from like crushing on her. Well, from harassing her, which that's nice. That's good. Yeah, they're both friends, but like they really want to be more, but they don't know that that david <laughs> so she has a crush on harisagawa yeah i don't know if there's more to her than harisagawa honestly maybe a slight maybe a little bit more but i can't really think of it she's kind of just an extremely generic character mm. just i mean they all are and I, I guess i'll just talk about saki for a minute she literally just exists to kind of be a sindari I think Saki is the best character in the series. I think she has the most depth. Yeah, the fact that she openly admits her feelings is a step beyond what we see with everyone else. Mm. Possibly my favorite moment in the entire series is, so after they make it so that, like, Arsagawa can stay out of his mirror for a longer time, Saki's just like, hey, you know something? My favorite show is airing a 24-hour marathon, and when I'm inside the mirror, I don't have to eat sleep or go to the bathroom so how about this just put me in the mirror and put the mirror in front of the tv and hang out outside of it and i love that i think that is a brilliant move actually yeah they don't really abuse the advantages in the mirror but i I do actually think that was kind of cool how she had like a sprained ankle and she was like i'm in zero gravity in the mirror this is way better for my ankle which she also was like (laughs) wink wink that's a good way of me to be out of the way yeah so yeah saki was definitely the best character in the series even though i don't really know how a real life person would have her hair I mean, David, we all read Yu-Gi-Oh. Some soft Yu-Gi-Oh hair. She has hair that would be normal in Yu-Gi-Oh. Too normal. 
yeah, it would be too normal in Yu-Gi-Oh. Like, you wouldn't question it all in Yu-Gi-Oh, but in, like, any other situation, you'd be like, what? What's going on here? She might be uh, supposed to have, like, dyed streaks, but it's impossible to know. But yeah, I don't even know if she's really a Sundere. It's pretty clear that she, as soon as she realizes she has a crush on the main character, she just flat out says it. That's true. Which I really respect. In a better series, that would have been a really great moment. Mm. Yeah, I think she's the best character because, like, we at least see how she is outside of her relationship to the man. We get her a little bit on her own with her friends. She might pass the Bechdel test. I wasn't paying attention. (laughs) Best, are you familiar with the Bechdel test? I was thinking about it reading this. Yeah. So for our listeners who are unfamiliar, the Bechdel test is... Do people not know what the Bechdel test? Yes, there are probably lots of people listening to this podcast that don't know what that is. All right. Jordan, you're so shocked that someone doesn't know this concept. I guess. It comes from a comic where this uh, woman is like, I only watch movies that have a scene where two female main characters who have names talk to each other about something not involving a man. And you would be stunned at how many works of fiction completely fail this. Yeah. The idea is it is the absolute lowest minimum bar. And yet so many series fail it. Yeah. And speaking of failings, why don't we actually get into why it failed? So, Jordan, what was the first thing you would say that really stood out to you as an issue with the series? God, I fucking hate series where the entire thing could be solved with a conversation. Yeah. I mean, the author clearly knew that this this was not a plot with legs. It was so annoying how it's like the entire conflict, arguably until Saki gets involved, is just that Harusagawa has a crush on Satomi, and Satomi clearly has a crush on Harusagawa, but Harusagawa is terrified of telling her that, even though if he did, it would solve everything. And also, maybe it's because I'm 31 years old, but I can't put up with this teenage bullshit. Like... (laughs) And this is just like the worst example of that kind of thing. Like, oh my God, you fucking idiot. Grow some goddamn balls. First of all, stop being a fucking moron. Like, it is so annoying. Yeah, if they just talk to each other and then the author kind of realizes he doesn't really have a reason why they aren't. So he tries to make all of these like, oh, no, I only get one shot, even though it's pretty obvious. It's not (laughs) like there's a pool of characters that he arguably could be in love with because he already says, I don't like Saki as much as I like Satomi. Yeah, which was confusing, by the way. Because he totally had a huge crush on Saki at the start Uh of the series. You mean Satomi? No, Harrisburg, I thought, says he has a crush on Saki at the start of the series. I don't know. I didn't see that. I think it was like he seemed to have a crush on her, but he wasn't acknowledging that. He clearly had, like, the biggest crush on Satomi. It was more just like, oh, Saki is a cute girl who's here, and I just saw her naked, because that does happen in the first chapter. You see Saki taking a shower. The etchy material, like, Best, did this bother you as much as it? I, I assume it did. But like, did you consider like no matter what that you would have thought the service was bad because of the etching material, or do you think it's something you could have overlooked if it was stronger? I feel like I'm so numb to it. Like, that's why I wanted to ask you because this is not the first series that's literally just been etchy as an excuse for everything happening. I kind of respect how like just brazen it is about it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I mean, here's the thing. It gets to a point where it's like, you know what? At least they're not in middle school, like a certain (laughs) other manga that we covered. So we read a series called School Judgment where we had a guest that was like, I don't feel comfortable with how much this is sexualizing 12-year-olds. We're like, that is fair. We can stop reading this. Mm. We did not realize that was going to happen. 
when we started reading it. It was by the artist of Death Note, so he didn't think he'd be making something like this. Uh, and the first chapter didn't have that. It started at the beginning of the second chapter, where the principal is just ogling a 12-year-old. Anyway. But we're not here to talk about that yet. <laughs> no, but I will say my issue with the Echi is honestly like, okay, I'm reading an Echi manga. I get it. Okay. It's high school girls. All right. Okay. The main character is seeing a lot of panties shots because that's like the premise of the manga. All right. That is still serving a purpose at least for his character because it influences how he is acting and reacts okay but then there are a lot of scenes where we just see naked girls and nobody's looking at them like the main <laughs> character doesn't see them they're just there like there's a moment where we see the main character's sister taking a shower he does <laughs> not see her thankfully i don't know why that shot was even there jordan's like i only want diegetic panty shots yeah kind of well, that's not what diegetic means but sure it just feels like you set up a horny premise where the main character gets to see all these panties and then you're just like, that's not enough, man. Nah, that's not enough. We need more. Not even contributing to anything. Like... Well, the series has no substance. Like, I still don't really understand what the fuck this plot was. As a romance, it fails. As a mystery, it fails. As an etchy, it fails because it's just you're overwhelmed by the sheer quantity of it. You just become dumb, like you said. It's treading water the whole time about every element of the series. I can't experience this manga as somebody who uh, gets horny over this shit, so I don't know if I could say that you'd be overwhelmed by the sheer amount. You know what? That's fair. For me, it was overwhelming, but... And then, Bess, how about you? What were some things you didn't like about the series? I feel like the characters literally start in one place and end in the same place, and yeah. it's, like, incredible how little development there is. I mean, you know, the main development is just that the main character is able to say that he loves Satomi. But it is also just like, it's boring kind of how, yeah, they want, they're in the same place. They both feel the same way about each other. It's like nothing happened. I'm of two minds. On one hand, it's refreshing. But on the other hand, there isn't really a proper inner obstacle that any character has to overcome beyond that. And we also don't really learn anything about them as people outside of that conflict. It's also the series has roadblocks, but it's so poorly explained. I really don't know how the rules work. So it just, again, feels like, ah, this might have to keep going. So we're not going to deal with these issues. The roadblocks are completely artificial, too. Like, there's a moment where Harusigawa puts a ton of effort into making sure that Saki doesn't tell Satomi that he's in love with her. And it's so frustrating because if she just did that, the entire manga would be solved. I was so annoyed because it's just like, you're literally, for like no reason other than, I don't know, just artificially keeping the plot going, preventing it from getting resolved in like five seconds. I also don't really know the mechanics of how this worked. Like, the mirror rules seem weird. Like, something arbitrarily resets them, and then the time, it's just maybe because things weren't explained, but, like, even the fantasy elements of this series don't make sense, and I don't think, and there was, like, a time travel thing that came up once. Mm. Yeah, that wound up not really mattering at all. And yeah, like the rules change. Like there is one moment where Saki touches the mirror and she's able to switch with Harusagawa, but Satomi doesn't seem to be able to switch with him again. You know what? Maybe she wasn't able to switch with Saki, which would make more sense, I guess. Whatever. Maybe that was it. I don't know. I Whatever. Don't know. It was confusing. They make it pretty clear. Like one of the important rules at the start was that like the main character could only let one person know. Like that drove a lot of the conflict. Mm. 
and then it just didn't matter it just wasn't an issue anymore <laughs> it just was like whatever and yeah it, it was confusing and they would go back to like the goth fortune teller lady like the old lady and she would just uh tell them some more shit i guess <laughs> Yeah, she just existed as kind of to explain the plot elements that the author couldn't figure out a way the characters <laughs> figuring out on their own. Yeah. Which, you know, the characters really try and do any astral types of experimentation with this. They're like, is there a range? Is there a limit to how many mirrors we can reflect? You know? I was questioning that. I was confused because it was like they were in places with mirrors that were, I guess, outside of the <laughs> range, but like they couldn't go to that one. It was weird. Like sometimes a mirror would open up and then it would close. And I didn't know why. Yeah, it was very strange. There both were too many rules and not enough rules. Like they were the wrong rules. <laughs> I feel like we're just going to keep hammering it for the same issues. Because that's the thing. It's not like this series has a lot of minor issues we can take to. It just had fundamental issues that you really would have to deconstruct the series pretty heavily to have turned this into something. This is one of the series where I feel like the author just fucked up the premise. Which he admits. Yeah, he realized. He 100% realized. <laughs> because there are moments where you can just tell this author is better than this manga. Which, yeah, M.O. is way better than this series. Yeah. And actually, speaking of positives, why don't we dive into that so we can actually feel like we said a few nice things about this. Yeah. <laughs> and Bess, so on the topic of positivity, as we know, people from London are just so positive. Can you <laughs> give us that classic London positivity and tell us some things you liked about the series? Well, I was going to say something nice, but now I feel like I have to. <laughs> 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 so down. Just um, damn with faint praise here. I think the central conceit is interesting in that it makes for some interesting reflection on, on what love is that I don't think you usually get in too much detail in this kind of manga. Like the fact that the main character wasn't meant to be able to say until he knew for sure that he was in love and the person loved him back kind of is poignant. Like he'd have a chance to reflect on what that meant, what it means to know someone likes you the way you like them. But, you know, I mean, it didn't really run with that. So Yeah, I feel like uh, the art was actually pretty good. Yeah, that was the first thing I was going to say. Yeah, the art was solid. It was a good looking manga. Yeah, yeah. It's a shame about what he was spending a lot of his time drawing. But you're like, mm. man, that's a lot of <laughs> panty shots. But that's a lot of anatomically correct panty shots. Yep, it's true. No one's off model in this series. No, but I guess this, uh, that's the series where being on model is really important is for etchy manga. It is. It reminds me how um, I saw someone post on Reddit. There's a on model rule 34 as a subreddit. Hey, hey, that's important. That matters to a lot of people. It matters to me. It matters to me, David. Well, there you go. Jordan's actually the creator of that subreddit. If you didn't know that best, that's his claim to fame before making this show. That's me. Yeah. Yeah. I also feel like this series gets like noticeably better when Saki shows up. Yeah. When she starts becoming an element in this, this like the series is such a fucking slog for like half of its runtime. I was miserable until like chapter 16 and then Saki showed up and it was just like, oh, wow, this is a this is a more interesting dynamic. OK. Would you consider Saki a Sora and best? Sora is just a term we use to describe where a series has a character that is substantially better than the rest of the cast <laughs> so would you consider that in this case jordan i think she is definitely better than the other characters i don't know how much better is the question yeah you know what sure she's the sora sure 
There you go. But yeah, I mean, she's great because she she seems to like know that the plot has to advance. She's kind of like Thanos where she's like, fine, I'll do it myself. Get them to That's admit to true. each other. Get this something to fucking happen in the series. It's just so refreshing how, again, as soon as she realized she has a crush on uh, Harusagawa, she's just like, dude, yeah, fuck it. I love you. Yeah. Yeah. That's actually the second time I've read a series. Um, Bess, have you ever read Blue Box? No, I haven't. That's a series that kind of had a low point that so it's a love triangle or it's like a romance sports manga that's very good. I considered recommending it, but I had a different series I wanted to talk about. And there is one scene where this girl has like a crush on the main character and like they have a competition where they throw shoes and it's like whoever throws the shoe like least furthest, they have to tell the other person a secret. So they're doing that and like he throws his really far and she just like takes her shoe off and like kicks it right in front of her and she says, I have a crush on you. Mm hmm. Nice. And it reminded me a lot of that moment, which is like, you know, isn't that that's such a like a Chad moment of a character in a romance yeah. series. Giga Chad moment. Yeah. Right. Like she introduces a much more interesting dynamic with uh, Harusagawa than Satomi does, because I'm I'm just really sick of the Satomi of like the childhood friend and they have crushes on each other shit. So it was it was much more interesting when she showed up. You know, she's very much a take charge character. She goes in and tries to save Satomi when Satomi gets lost because Satomi's kind of a fucking idiot. Yep, I had in my notes that Saki is a Giga Chad in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> Would that be a Giga Stacy? Yeah, I, I think so. No, I don't know. This shit, this shit's so stupid. And she still doesn't maintains that relationship with Satomi, and it's like she goes for what she wants, but she does it in a way that doesn't make her a backstabber. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, she'd totally be like, oh, you don't like me back? That's understandable. Have a nice day. <laughs> That's true. There's so many, like, stories. It's not just manga where it's like, oh, man, women just backstab each other. They just hate each other. Oh, these friends, you know, they just fucking so mean to each other. So I totally agree. It's nice that, like, yeah, even though they love him, they're not trying to sabotage each other. Like, even Satomi believes for a while that uh, Harusagawa is in love with uh, Saki before he actually is and is trying to get them together. Yeah, where she intentionally has it, where she has him hang out with Saki yeah. on purpose, which is really nice to see Satomi actually caring about him. Yeah, it's also good to see, like, Harusagawa help Saki when she's, like, kind of in danger a couple times. Like, you see why Saki kind of likes him. Yeah, I mean, all these characters are likable enough. No, exactly. If, if nothing else, they are all likable characters. <laughs> yeah, and it turns out that Harusagawa was the first person ever to call Saki pretty, which I I don't believe. But that's okay. not true. That's not that's <laughs> not true. I'm sorry. <laughs> that's like Margot Robbie calling herself ugly in the Barbie movie, and even the narrator is like, "All right, you shouldn't have Margot Robbie <laughs> playing this character." Then, <laughs> Bess, do they have the Barbie movie in England? I think they're still translating it. I did see it. Hell yeah. So you got my Kennergy joke. Awesome. Uh, yeah, I listened to that <laughs> a few hours ago. <laughs> oh my god. Oh, I do want to say, I like how this series ends, and by ends I mean I'm not including Beast Chapter. <laughs> Are you sure? That doesn't count. It wasn't included in the volume releases. Only magazine. I don't count it. But yeah, um, the series ends with Harusagawa just saying, Satomi, I love you. And then we don't see Satomi's response. I think that was good. I didn't need to hear her response. I didn't. Yeah. I really did not. That was fine. That was the correct way to end this series. I was convinced that it was going to be that he came out of the mirror and she did still remember her confession. So, I mean, at least it stuck to its guns on that. Yeah. Not going to stick to your guns on this series. No, 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 no. We don't do that. 
No. But why don't we get into where it could have gone then? Mm -hmm. The first idea I had is like, so what if they actually all thought that he was dead and that really Satomi was kind of using this like a Dear Evan Hansen where only she can talk to him and she uses that to like act like they're best friends. Like I know they were actually friends in the series, but if that wasn't the case, for context, Dear Evan Hansen is a Broadway musical where one character pretends he was friends with a character who committed suicide and just manipulates everyone and thinking he's a much better person than he was because he was like, oh, he was the one friend of the depressed kid. It's as terrible as you think. It's actually based on my high school. So it really lined up with my high school experience. It is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the person who wrote the person who wrote this musical went to my high school. Oh my god! Yeah, so I think that would be cool. Is like, what if she invents this entire romance and just pretends like she really knew this kid that everyone thinks is dead, you know, and has to deal with the fallout about what happens when he like, what if he did get isekai and then he comes back from being isekai and they have to f fix this huge situation she's completely destroyed for him when he comes back. I'm confused by this premise you're weaving, David. How does this I don't involve know mirrors? Yet. I just feel like this is a completely different manga in every way. I don't see how this relates to the mirror world, but I agree that is a more interesting <laughs> plot, at least. I will give you that. <laughs> oh, yeah. I actually went off script of my notes. Uh, best, best, how about you? <laughs> I Clearly, I needed an adult to take over this part of the conversation. <laughs> what, what would you have changed? Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, I feel like it would be a case of rewriting the whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> I just think, like, there's a lot more that could have obviously been done with the premise that wasn't, but hey, I don't write manga. I kind of, like, wonder what if he had put his mirror in, like, a telescope, and then could he have, like, hung out in space? <laughs> <laughs> what is, like, the smallest thing you could change that would improve it even just a little bit? Like, we literally never hear anything about the characters' lives outside of what's happening. Yeah. It's like, literally, there's no other characters hardly at all besides the main three. Hey, Satomi at least has parents that exist. And then they go to America. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> Conveniently. The main character has, char has, like, parents occasionally, I guess, kind of. No, you're right, they're not really relevant at all. And a little sister for the sake of fan service. That was great. Cool. Honestly, there are like two ideas I had. The first one is it's lame that he gets with Satomi because she's right? such an obvious choice. It would be more interesting if he did wind up with Saki because like then it would mean that the point of this manga is kind of like, wow, you know, the person that you thought you had a crush on was not actually the person that you were in love with, you know? Yeah. And then she could really like be in love with him and have like this there would be more of a conflict where she'd be like wait a minute i have to figure out who i'm into like i have to deal with the fact that now i'm friends <laughs> like it would actually introduce some kind of conflict there yeah the alternate thing i would do would be to make harusagawa and satomi kind of hate each other <laughs> and then slowly fall in love or something it's just there's so little conflict in this series yeah there really is it's completely artificial like the entire conflict is just that harusagawa doesn't want to get embarrassed he has a friendship with her and he doesn't want to make the friendship worse like that's the whole thing that's lame I mean, a lot of things about the series are just like, yeah, I also think like, what if instead of him being in the mirror, or, like his body also being the mirror, he's like in a coma and there's natural like racing against time where they have to figure out this thing before his body gives out. That adds like a little bit of a natural drama to this. Again, more conflict, more drama to the situation. I totally agree. Yeah. Does anyone have any other ideas? Write a different manga? <laughs> Essentially. That's fair. 
All right, well then, why don't we shift into miscellaneous thoughts? Something I talked about in the chat, but did you guys notice, I'm pretty sure that the school logo on their uniform looks like a pair of underpants. <laughs> yeah, I saw. <laughs> oh, God. It might be a coincidence, but I just kind of think it actually looks like a pair of girls' underpants. I mean, very on point. Yeah, no, it makes sense. I mean, this seems to be underwear high school. Like, you're just walking around, you just see panty shots everywhere. <laughs> panty shot high school. Feels like every girl is just sitting there in a, the exact pose where you can just look down and see it very easily. Yeah. And if they're wearing pants, they bend down so you can look under their shirt. That too, David. That too. Both ends, actually. Should call this Both Ends High School. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah. This series would also be more interesting if it was about polyamory, I think. <laughs> it seems like it is supposed to be. I don't know. It's weird. I don't get it. Okay. Tell two people that you love each other and make it mutual. And it's like, well, kind of sucks that they're uh, stuck to just being a mon monogamous in that case. If they love each other multiple ways, I have a lot of very nerdy friends who would tell them all about polyamory. There mm -hmm. was uh, one uh, panel earlier on when you meet Saki where Satomi says something to her and she's like blushing and I was like, oh, okay, but also didn't really seem to go anywhere. Right? There was a bit of a moment where I thought that Saki was going to be gay. Oh, that would have been really cool. Yeah, they, of course, immediately have her say, no, we're friends. I didn't mean it in that way. And it's like, well, girls can't like girls. It's like, oh, I was looking for like anything interesting here. Come on. Like any interesting character dynamic. I was just desperate for anything, anything, anything. Did you also notice that Satomi didn't know that Harrisburg has a sister, despite them being childhood friends? <laughs> Maybe for the best consideration. Like, yeah. how, how do you not know that? That's a good point. Also, like, it always creeps me out. Like, Saki had this creepy brother, this creepy older brother. Talks about how, like, he would go through Saki's underwear drawer. And that shit always weirds me the fuck out. Ha ha ha. Ha ha. Incest. Incestuous uh, sexual harassment. That's so funny. Comedy gold. Oh, God. Could you imagine how funny it is for a creepy older brother to just fucking whack it to his younger sister? That's so funny. Ha ha ha. Oh, God. All right, let's get into some Max B thoughts so we can stop thinking about this. Yeah, yeah. All right, so I want to give a big thank you to Max B for providing this. Volume 1 had first week sales of 45000 and received comfortable placement in the magazine's table of contents for most of its run. As we talked about, widely accepted that this series ended because the author wanted to end it versus it being any pressure from the magazine. <laughs> Surprisingly. Yeah. Gotta give the author this. He has good enough instincts to know when he fucked up. Yeah. And it is quite notable, actually, the fact that that last chapter doesn't show up in the volume and that it just literally has a note saying the author gave up. Yeah, <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> it's so funny. He's like, there's literally a text box where he's like, I don't intend to keep going with this manga in any way, shape or form. Yeah, he's like, I really thought I would have gotten canceled months ago. Yeah, I'm done. Apart from for that final chapter, really necessary final chapter. Yeah, yeah, that was literally like his final thing. Like, all right, guys, here you go. Just <laughs> that's for you. Just like, bye. Yeah. Mao's phone is a flip phone, which was still very much um, applicable in 2011, but really, really quickly dated the series as smartphone adoption really blew up a few years after the series came out. Yeah, Japan took like a couple years longer to get on the smartphone, but they got there. They got there. Voyeurism is a criminal offense, even in Japan. The photo voyeurism, <laughs> i.e. upskirt photos, 
has literally only just been criminalized. Peeping through magical mirrors is less common version of the crime, and the severity of it is yet unknown. Mm, they've never had to deal with it. It hasn't been tested in the courts. Yeah, and perhaps the most important piece of trivia, the world record for a number of golf balls stacked is nine, which was completed in October of 1998. <laughs> so Harrisburg's mental golf stacking does not even compete. Oh, yeah. By the way, listener, uh, Harrisburg uh, basically visualizes his uh, relationship with Satomi as like very careful balancing act like uh, golf balls on top of each other, like just balancing. You know, it, it reminds me of like four balls on the edge of a cliff and like one falls off and then appears on the other end and then moves forward and time works the same way. <laughs> yeah, that's a good way of putting it. That's for five people. Yeah. <laughs> and so with all that said, let's get into the final verdict. So let's dive into the six word summary, starting with the community from Maxi B on reflection, a very limited concept from Diego. Luso's not so bizarre horny adventure. <laughs> Dude Rock says accidental pervert gags ruin good premise. Lord Anubis says give us MO now, Viz Media slash if flops so brulee could run. Meru says I only remembered the Onsen chapter. Portal Man, a short reflection into the past. Resident Warhammer Nerd, peeping pervs perpetually panicking. Pulverizes plot. Sandman. <laughs> Just a bunch of emojis. Yeah. This is an emoji, an all emoji six word summary. So they said heart, splash, thumb down, vomit. Yawn, kissy, poop. Kissy. Oh, yeah, yawn and then poop, yeah. Yep, Spubby said, we went from MO to this. That's what I'm talking about. It, was it the other way around, or did he go from MO to this? He definitely went from MO to this, because this came out after I was out of high school. You're right, I forgot, yes. Yeah, God, that's disappointing. All right. Right? Spike said, reflecting on early 2000s etchy, distilled, even though this came out in 2011. Feels dated. Spike's got a point. Yep. Super Dave, wow, an actual Monty Python ending. <laughs> <laughs> Best, that's doing it for the culture, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Monty, Monty Python, that's uh, that's you guys, right? That's uh, it was a true yeah, cop-out yeah, ending. I appreciate the representation. There we go, there we go. The Grey Potter, can true love defeat creepy voronism? And the Yeti, madcap miscreants, misogynistic magic mirror misadventurers, or Randy Rapskillian's raunchy reflective reformery romps. And T. Wolfwood says, bonk, go to horny mirror jail. That's fair. All right. And then uh, I had two. So always curious if one of these is better. Mine is offer should reflect on his morals. And I must confess, this series sucks. Good. Because this series is all about confession. Yeah. So mine's mm. a little bit of a cop out, but let me explain. Uh... Oh, speaking of Monty Python. Yeah, I was um, I was reading it and I was clearly miserable. And then Steph was just like, Jordan, are you OK? And I'm just, I just look at her and I'm like, this is bad. I dislike it. So that's my six word summary. I feel like I can't sum it up any better than that. That's all you need. Yeah. Six word summary in the purest form. Yeah. And how about you, Bess? My six word summary is Saki and Satomi should have been girlfriends. Oh, I love it. Better. You always need more lesbian representation in Shonen Jump. Unironically, yes. Yeah. All right, cool. So I think we all agree. Is this a certified flop? Yeah. That's your one onomatopoeia summary. Welcome to reuse it. So Jordan, since this is a certified flop, what do you think someone should check out instead? I mean, I feel like we talked about it a lot on this series, but really just watch Love is War. Love is War is great. Like, I mentioned how the most frustrating thing is when, like, two characters clearly love each other. They're just not saying it for the purpose of the plot. But Love is War is, like, aware of that. It's like a self-aware parody of that kind of plot line. And that's why it works so well. 
Yeah, I agree. Mine is Platonic. So that is a sitcom on Apple TV with Seth Rogen and I think Rose Bryan, where they literally are just adults in their 40s that are platonic friends and just get into shenanigans. And it's just a really fun show to watch. <laughs> and then Bess, how about you? What would you recommend someone check out instead of reading this? Okay, I'm going to go out on a limb and say because it's from the same sort of era, Toradora, just to show that Ooh. love complications can mm. be done a lot better than this. I love it. That's a great recommendation. And then Jordan, since this is certified flop, is this the worst thing we've ever read? No. No. And so, yeah. <laughs> oh my God, school judgment is like this concept on fucking pedophile steroids. Yeah. <laughs> God, stay away from those. Holy shit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you heard him. <laughs> Pedophiles are bad at Jordan Forbes hot take. Oh, pedophile steroids. I didn't know those exist. Stay the fuck away from oh, them. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. No, Ben Shapiro. Ben Shapiro, get away from that. No. <laughs> no. Okay, go play with your Barbies. All right, but let's I was about to say, let's go play with ourselves and talk about shout outs. <laughs> All right, let's get into shout outs. <laughs> Bess, thank you so much for joining us today. All the way from beautiful, sunny London. Where can our wonderful <laughs> listeners find all of the awesome things you do? Find me at Bess on YouTube. Literally, that's it. That's where I am. I love it. Uh, I saw on Twitter you're alluding to a new video coming out. Can you give us any hints or is it top secret? Um, it's not top secret. It's about a film from a very beloved anime director. Oh, man. Which film or which anime director? <laughs> George is like, just you're tell like, us. You're like, it's, it's not a secret. And then you, you tell us it like it's a secret. I'll give you one more. It's got the name of a city in its title. Harrisburg. Exactly. You got it. You're going to be like on a game show in Slumdog Millionaire style and they're like, for a million pounds, what is the capital of Pennsylvania? <laughs> and you just flash back to all of our jokes about Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. My second yeah. fact about the US that I will know now. Yeah, you, you think it would be Philadelphia, but it's not. It's Harrisburg. It's really weird. Benjamin Franklin rolls in his grave every day. Yeah. Man, Benjamin Franklin, I love that guy. <laughs> Do you know he, heard, he invented air bathing, which was just him walking around naked? <laughs> Hell yeah. Complete Chad. One of the biggest Chads in history. It should have been like Franklin, not Hamilton, honestly. Someone will make a musical about Benjamin Franklin. And it should be rap again. Yes, it'll be rap. All About the Benjamins will definitely be played. It'll be a Jukebox musical so they can play All About the Benjamins. Yeah. All right. But anyway, Bess, that is super awesome. And I also want to give a big thank you to Jordan for making the opening and ending theme, being a great co-host and helping with the editing and helping us rep Philadelphia on the show to this day. Woo, yeah, man. Hell yeah. John. <laughs> water ice. Gonna get down to the shore, get some water ice and a oogie. The Wawa. <laughs> Jordan's doing it. Someone from North Dakota visiting Philadelphia. Getting to Pats and Geno's. And you know what John isn't out of pocket? What? Mer Lyle for the awesome cover art. You can find her online at Lyle Mer and Nigel for being our generous art benefactor. Thanks to Dylan for assistance with editing. You can find his podcast and Man of Context at AnimeContext.com. Thanks to Tucker and Maxi B for assistance with pronunciation, translation, other miscellaneous research. I also want to give a big thank you to Marcy. Marcy, thank you so much for putting us in touch with Bess. This was a lot of fun recording with her. Find us on Twitter at Shonen Flopcast and our website, ShonenFlop.com. We're also on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, wherever else you get your podcasts. Yeah, I probably need to rename it to X, but I don't care. And <laughs> come join the show flop discord it's open to everyone patron or not come hang out with us we're over 500 strong at this point talk about anime games or whatever else is on your mind and you can submit your six word summary or ask us a question for our chibi episodes and you've been enjoying the podcast and want to help us keep going consider subscribing to our patreon wouldn't be able to keep the show running without their support get a ton of awesome perks including jordan what are we going to be dropping in august for our wonderful patrons 
David, in August, oh, the month of summer, the only month of summer, we are covering Sandlands with Masako X because we, it's, it's in a, this is an Akira Toriyama joint. Hell yeah. Also, David, I would like to thank you for all the work that you do on this podcast, because I think I forgot to do that earlier. Yes, you did. It's OK. okay. Yeah. Let's <laughs> <laughs> um, see. There you go, Vest. We're going to have two back to back British episodes out. Oh, wow. <laughs> Crazy. Uh, yeah. I don't know if you ever watched um, Dragon Ball Z, the abridged series, but yeah, he actually he uh, fakes his accent in that entire series. Uh Oh, he fakes an American accent. In that yeah, series. he fakes like, an American accent. Oh, even worse. Imagine if they just kept Goku British the whole time. He does a good enough job where when I heard him have a British accent, I was like really confused and like, is he just faking a British accent? No, that's his actual accent. Bess is not the only person who lives in London. You've heard it first. Believe it or not. Yeah. What? Jordan, it's okay. All right. Um, you could even be sitting in listening to our recordings or listening to our warm-up audio. Find it at patreon.com slash flop. And I want to read out some patrons now. Best, do you know the Beatles? You ever met them? Do you? Do they like live on your blog? Have you met the best of the Beatles? It rings a bell. <laughs> well, as musicians, they probably did that at some point. <laughs> Oh, bazing. All right. So going into our patrons, we have our Chainsaw Man patron, Dude Man Bro Guy. Moving on down to the Dolphin Dad, we have Arnold Schwarzenegger something. Then we have I've Got a Mind for Business and a Body for Sin. The sending is free. The business will cost you. Oh, my. Moving on down to my favorite patron tier, we have the Ravioli tier, where you get weekly photos of my adorable puppy, Ravioli. She is a cute little goblin dog. We have Chris, Eva, Istrafant, Josh Robinson, Karate Chopsticks, Rachel, who treated me to Nando's not once, not three times, but twice while we were in D.C. Scarlett Meerman and Trevor Schechner. Moving on down to the King of the Forest, we have 090Z, Bandit Stuff, Charlotte Florine, Jacob Andrew Galloway, King Salamander, Kirby Mont, Marty, Max Baker, Not Jeff, T, The Dungeon Master Next Door, Teeth Wolfwood, and Tommy Boy. Thank you so much, along with our Galactic Ball Federation officers and our Beast Children. Yes, thank you so much, everybody. And then, Jordan, is there anything you want to toss into that uh, verbal pile that this recording is? Yeah, check out Mission Ignition, my website, jordanforbes.art. Give me a job, the usual. Someone hire Jordan, he's great. Hire me. <laughs> Otakon was fun. Otakon was very gun. Otakon! And you know what else is fun? Going into the sign-off, so let's do that right now. Thank you so much for joining us. Tune in next Monday as we give our first thoughts on Amalgam of Distortion. This has been David. This has been Jordan. And this has been Bess. And you've been listening to Shonen Flop. Keep on flopping, flopping! Yeah! Bye! Go! Got some cheeky nandos. <laughs> That's why I say it until the end in case Best dropped out from my really terrible British accent. <laughs>